Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Luke chapter 15, verse 1. We're kicking off a brand new series called One Tonight. We're kicking off a new series called One. And tonight, uh, I'm actually going to be brief, and and I, I have actually just one point. Yeah, miracle. No, I'm serious. I really have one point, and I just really... No, I'm dead serious. There's one yellow dot. One. You know, there is... There is a, a difference between hearing a message and believing a message. And I have one goal and one purpose um, tonight. And I pray that each and every one of you don't just hear the message that I share with you. But I pray that you believe it. And the way that you believe it is you do it. And I just, I just have such a, before I, I get into the word, I just really have a, a deep burden um, for our our society. You know, we have just in our community alone, there are thousands of teenagers that are that are broken. There are thousands of teenagers that are lost. There are thousands of teenagers that don't have a dad, that come from broken homes, that don't know who Jesus is. And I pray tonight that you leave with a burden for the lost. And as the closer that I get to the heart of God, the more that I feel His burden for the lost. And I pray that, that you receive two things tonight. is one that you realize that God cares about one. And the one that He cares about is He cares about you as an individual. And He cares about the person that is next to you. You know, we as a church, we exist for one person. And Jesus cared not only about the masses, but He cared about individuals. He cared about people. And some of you, you might be just like, you might be just like me in this area. You ever have so much to do? Like you ever have just a crazy busy day that you don't accomplish anything? How many, I can be like that where I have, <laughs> I have so much on my, on my plate where I'm trying to figure out what to do and I just do a little bit of each thing and I kind of go in a circle. You, you ever do that? I think a lot of us feel that way towards the world. You know, there are billions of people on this, on this earth and it can become overwhelming in your workplaces. You know, those of you that work full time, there are a lot of people that are lost in your work. Those of you that go to school, there are a lot of people that are lost that go to your school. Some of you are homeschooled. There might be a lot of people in your school that are lost, and I encourage you to get saved after tonight. But, you know, we can feel overwhelmed of, of how, can, how can I really make a difference? You ever felt like that? Yeah, I know I have. I mean, how can, how can I really make an impact. I mean, I'm just one person. I, I mean, there, there's so much need. You know, so, sometimes you can feel like that. Maybe if you go on a mission trip, you see so much need there. There's so, it's like, man, how, I mean, we're just here for a week. How can I really make a difference in this country? I mean, there's just so much around us. Everywhere we go, not even in, a, in another country, right here in Lafayette, there's so much need. 
there's so much hurting. There's so many people that are broken and are lost. And my goal is that we get God's heart for one person. For one person. And the reason that we do events like Blackout, the reasons that we do events like uh, Square One and different things that we do periodically is it gives you the opportunity to reach a person. And this series, I really want you to understand it and get my heart behind it. Um, this series is in no way a um, a self-seeking series or a, a series to where we can just have a great blackout and have a bunch of people in here. That's not the point of it at all. The purpose of having these events is so that those that don't know Jesus can come to know Jesus. I don't know if you know this. I think most of you do. The gospel is the hope of the world. Jesus is the hope of the world. And we want to make a difference in our community. We want to make a difference in our schools. And so tonight, I, I really just want to focus on this. I want to focus on, on getting the heart of God. I pray that each and every one of us grasp and get the heart of of God. And we can see the heart of God in his word in Luke chapter 15 verse 1. It says tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has hundreds of sheep, and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one? Everybody say, for the one that is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me. Because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and turns to God than 99 others who are righteous and have, haven't strayed away. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word, God. Lord, I pray tonight that you would speak to us. I pray, God, that each and every one of us would not just hear a message. But God, I pray that we would embrace it. I pray that we would believe it and live it. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would just love your people through me tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus told this parable to illustrate the heart of God. Now obviously the heart of God is for the hundred. Say there's a hundred people the heart of God is for each and every one of the individuals. But the Bible says that we weren't looking for God, but that He came and He found us. You know, some, sometimes you'll hear, you know, I came, whenever I came to Christ or, you know, I, I, I was led to Christ. Ultimately, it was God, the Holy Spirit that was drawing us to Him. You know, I think about whenever I was a teenager, and many of you know my story, but I grew up in this very church. 
And uh, whenever I was uh, about 13 years old, I, I fell away from the Lord. And um, whenever I guess I was about 15, 16 years old, uh, one of my best friends, uh, his name was Ian. Uh, we we did everything together, me, him, and Josh. And um, I was really heavily addicted to drugs, and my life was really broken. My parents had just divorced, and um, and Ian really reached out to me. He was actually coming uh, to youth here, and uh, Pastor Brandon was pastoring at the time. And uh, you know, Ian didn't have everything together, but he knew how bad off my life was, and so he would. He really wouldn't witness to me, but he would try to at least get me to come to youth. And he tried everything that he could think of. You know, he one of the tools that he used, he used pretty much everything but Jesus because he knew that I wasn't really receptive to that. He started out, he's like, man, you need to come to Fusion. Uh, you know, the youth pastor, he's not like we went to a school and uh, the chaplain or whatever was, uh, he was very like official. Like you do chapels and he had like a full on like three piece suit, basically. And he preached like hour and a half, really, really boring sermons. And so I wasn't super receptive to that. And so he's not he's not like brother so and so, you know, I mean, he's cool. He dresses cool. He's got cool hair like you need to come and 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 check it out. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know. I'll see. Because I'm telling you, man, you really need to come to church. And uh, and so he kept reaching out and you just say different things. You, hey, we got, you know, we got this coming up. I'm like, oh, I, I guess, yeah, I might come check it out. And and uh, then he finally struck a chord with me. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, Pastor Brandon is cool. He loves football. Like he, he really loves football. I was like, he loves football? Like, yeah, he really is. I was like, I, I might, I'll, I'll come check him out. And just through that one person, I didn't get saved right away. Pastor Brandon began to minister to me and he'd take me out to lunch and we spent a lot of time together, and I didn't get saved right away. You know, I say that to say one person reached out to me, and now I'm here. And I think of how many different, uh, maybe there's a lot of Elijahs out there that, that need to be reached, that need one person to invite them, that need one person to minister to them. And... You know, if if we do that, who knows what could happen? My point in the title of tonight's message is God cares for one. God cares for one. You know, your view of God is going to determine how you serve God. And so if you view God as a God that is he's he's supreme master and that is true, but he's distant. He's you know, he's very busy. There's you know, quite a few people on this on this world. He's got a lot of prayers to answer. Um, he might not have time for me. He's still I, he's God. I'm not questioning that he's the creator of the universe, but I don't know if he really has time for me. If that's your view on God, that's how you're going to live your life for God. But if you get a biblical view of who God really is, that yes, he is supreme master. Yes, he did create the earth. Yes, there are billions of people on the earth, but God cares for one. God cares for one. And some of you in here, you need to know that God cares about you as an individual. God cares for you. The reason that we exist is for people. 
That's church. We exist for people. If there was no people, there would be no ministry. And so I want you to get the heart of God tonight. That God cares for you as an individual. And that God cares for your classmate. God cares for your co-worker. God cares for individuals. And Jesus used this parable to show us His heart. To show us the Father's heart. And Jesus actually lived this out. You know, I love the life of Peter. How many of you enjoy reading about the life of Peter? I love the life of Peter. Um, a lot of people hate on Peter, but Peter Peter was awesome, man. He, he did things that, that nobody else was willing to do. He, uh, he was brash. He was bold. And I kind of like people like that. You know, I, I just... I just do, you know, you 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 kind of they they need to be reined in, but people like that can be used for God in such a mighty way because they constantly put themselves out there. They're constantly you kind of get the good and the bad, you know, and if you read the life of Peter, there's good and there's bad. But you know, I was just thinking about the progression of P, of Peter's life. If God didn't care for one, we would have never heard about Peter. If Jesus didn't care about one, we've never heard of him. But Jesus cared so much, not only for the multitudes, he cared about individuals. And we first meet Peter in the Bible. He's fishing. And Jesus calls out to him and says, come and follow me. And sometimes we just read that and kind of pass over it like we don't realize how radical that was for Peter to he's in the middle of his career. He's working and he just drops his nets, everything that he's doing, and follows Jesus. That's a pretty radical thing to do. He had just met Jesus. He didn't know who Jesus was. He dropped everything that he did and he started following Jesus because Jesus cares about one. And we see different things in Peter's life. You know, we saw, you know, uh, Peter rebuke, try to rebuke Jesus. He said, "Don't say that." And and Jesus and Jesus told him, "Get behind me, Satan." And we, but we also see other great things in Peter's life. Whenever there there was a storm happening, and and Peter was the only one that was brave enough or had enough faith to actually get out on the water and experience walking on water towards Jesus. We see a lot of incredible things in the life of Peter. We see a lot of negative things as well. You know, Peter also denied Christ whenever Jesus was going to the cross. He denied being his follower. He denied ever knowing him. And ultimately, that moment, that brokenness, is whenever God was able to use him in a greater way than he ever used him before. Then we know the story afterwards. We know that Jesus cared about the one because he went and he found he found Peter. And then in the moment whenever Jesus had died on the cross. And Peter uh, was was coming, Jesus has had resurrected. You know, the story, uh, Jesus is cooking breakfast for him, maybe fish, bacon. Fish and bacon, you know, that the other day was National Bacon Day. Yeah. If you don't know, JP loves bacon. 
a lot. Like more than Ron Swanson. So Jesus is grilling fish bacon on the shore. And he has this, this dialogue with Peter. And he says, Peter, do you love me? Jesus, come on. It's Peter. I love you. I mean, I, I dropped my nets, you know, I like quit my job to follow. I love you. He's like, well, then feed my sheep. He said, he's asked him again, Peter, do you love me? He said, Jesus, you, you know that I love you. He said, then take care of my sheep. Jesus asked him again for the third time, do you love me? So then take care of my sheep. Jesus was saying, I care about one. That's why I reached you. Because I care about one, go take care of the ones that I've entrusted to you. And at that moment, the progression of Peter's life, he went from brokenness to denying Jesus, to Jesus coming and getting him focused again on what the mission is. It's one. It's taking care of the sheep. And then from that moment, Peter began to do some pretty incredible things. God began to use him in a great way. And because Peter got the vision of reaching one, God used him to reach 3,000 in one moment. In one moment. Every single one of us want to reach, or should want to reach multitudes of people. I do. But it starts with one. It starts with one person. And the Lord has really just been speaking and giving me a burden for not only the lost, but for you as well. There are people in here right now that I may not be aware of that are going through all kinds of different types of things. And I just want to tell you and just in praying for y'all that I I love y'all on an individual basis. And I just feel burdened to become even a better pastor, a better shepherd to y'all. And I just feel just God's heart for y'all. And as you begin to get God's heart, you're going to begin to have a burden and a passion for other people. And I just want you to know that as you reach out, God's going to use you in a great way. The purpose of what we do here, bringing back to the purpose of, of why we have church, it's for one person. It's for one person. It's for you. And it's for those that aren't here yet. And so I pray that we get the heart of God, that God cares about one. God cares about one. I hope my prayer for you is that whenever you walk through this door, these doors, that you feel the love of God. And that it, we create a culture here that is so tangible and it's so different than any other place that it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, that you can experience the love of God. Because ultimately, it's the love of God that reaches people. It's the love of God that reaches one. And you know, there. whenever I was lost, I didn't need anybody to come and tell me that I was in sin. I knew that I was in sin. But it was the love of God that, that has kept me saved. Not only making a decision to follow Him, but has kept me to follow Him. I want to close with just a story that I came across. Um, Many of you probably haven't heard, uh, maybe have heard of uh, Brother John Osteen. Uh, That's Joel Osteen's dad. He passed away, I think, in like 2000 or in the 90s. 
And uh, John Osteen was an incredible man of God. Uh, I actually just started going through some of his uh, CDs and stuff. He's really, really awesome man of God. And uh, John Osteen was was lost as a teenager. He he didn't know Jesus, and he had one friend that kept reaching out to him, kept inviting him to church, kept pursuing him. You know, pursuing. Hey, you, you know, I want you need to get a relationship with Jesus. This is you know you're feeling a void. There's things in your life which you're really searching for is Jesus. And he kept ministering to him, kept reaching out to uh, John Osteen. One day, John Osteen got saved and got radically changed and on fire to God for God and had a call to ministry. The other guy didn't have a call to ministry. Uh, he, I think, was called to the business world. But he actually wrote a book. And um, the book that he wrote was, I Reached One, and He Reached Thousands. Because of one person reaching out to another teenager, another guy, he had no idea, he was just sharing the love of God with him. God saved him and used him in a mighty way. And Pastor John Osteen reached thousands of people. Whenever, you know, I don't know if that guy's still alive. He may have passed away as well. And that John Osteen had passed away. But whenever those two men get to heaven, it's not going to just be Brother John Osteen. It's also the guy that led Brother John Osteen to the Lord. And thousands of people are now in heaven because one guy reached out to one person. Let's stand together. God cares about one He cares about each and every one of us. He has a heart for for those that don't know him. And I pray that that we would get the heart of God. That we would reach out to others. You know, you can you can hear this message. And you can either just hear it or you believe it. Where you believe, you know what, God is an individual God. He cares about me. Because He cares about me, He cares about others. And I pray that that this would get into your heart, that God cares about one. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that You would just touch our lives, God. That You touch our hearts, Lord. That we would come closer to You than we've ever come before. God, I pray, Lord, that we would just have your heart for every single person, not only the lost, but God, those that are brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would just experience, God, your power, Lord. I pray for every single person right now that is hearing my voice, wherever they're at. Lord, I pray that they would supernaturally experience the love of God. Lord, I pray that they wouldn't just hear this, but that they would receive it and believe it, that God cares for them as an individual. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just move in our lives, God, that that we would have a heart, God, for our friends right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would just begin to place a burden on our hearts, God, for those that we know don't know you, God. Lord, I pray that you would just place it inside of our hearts, Lord, that it would burn to see them come to know you, Jesus. Lord, that we would have a greater heart for evangelism. 
Lord, that you would just uh, love people through us, God. And Father, I just pray, God, Lord, that you would just increase our influence for the gospel. Lord, that's, that's, that's the reason we exist, God, is to share your word. It's for those that don't know you, to come to know you, to those that, that know you, to be strengthened and to be equipped, God. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would fill our hearts, fill our minds right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now. Come on, God's just given some of you just names. He's given some of you, you your friendships that you know those people aren't lo- that are are lost and don't know God. Come on, just if you if you want and desire a burden for the lost, just lift up both your hands right now to heaven. Father, I just pray, God, that you would just give us a burden for the lost, God. Lord, I pray that we would have a burden, God, for those that don't know you, Lord. I pray, God, that that we would be filled with love, God, for for every single person, Lord. Lord, the closer we get to your heart, Lord, we know ultimately the more we love, the more we love people. God, I pray for me, God. Lord, give me a greater burden for the lost, God. Give me a greater passion for the lost, Lord. Give me a greater desire for evangelism. Give each and every one of us a greater desire for evangelism to reach out to others, Lord. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you touch us, God, in a deep way tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that that this message, you didn't just hear it, but that you believe it, that you live it out, that you go into your schools tomorrow, that you reach out to one person, that you you, you minister for God. You, you, God will use you as you open yourself up for that. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. 